I've been working on an article for Spotlight Caches with a breakdown that nobody's done before. I think it's going to be an appropriate article for the way I articulate. And that's how I'll lightly word it. I'll be interested to see what the article sounds like and how you go through it. Because after reading like three or four tweets today and just like looking at going, I one one of them I was like, I don't understand what you're saying in all these tweets or these images and whatever. Uh, to another one reading it and going, I don't fully agree with that <laughs> based on there's a lot of people that have like different views on what does this look like for free to play to medium level to whales to whatever. And like, I read a mm -hmm. bunch of them. And I'm just like, I don't think half of this stuff is accurate. I also think it won't be until like a hundred percent until like it's live because I still think that there's some like weird nuances that could happen. There's still like one or two things out there that we're all like, well, we think this is what they mean. <laughs> Based on the question yeah. we've asked oh, no. and the answer yeah. they've given, we think it's this. So there could always be some little nuances that happen, but definitely super excited. And I think overall at a super high level of it, I think we're all winners in it, right? Like I, I think what they're doing is good. I think my breakdown is pretty clear. And I'll put it this way. It's not a super praise and it's not a shit storm. No. If you could, sir, are ready to actually, you know, minus this, I guess we can call this like a pre-section, if you will, kind of <laughs> like we unofficially started the podcast and then like didn't start the podcast. So I don't know. We'll figure it out. Yep. But if you're ready to go, good, sir, I am. Let's go, man. Let's do it. All right. Let's bring it on in with the official intro. Here comes the music. And this is where we always say... Welcome. Welcome on in, folks, to the Snapback Podcast, where you snap and we snap back. For those who do not know, my name is Guest, also known as It's Guest Gaming. That, of course, is Mr. Default Dan. Welcome on in, good sir. How are you? How are you? How was your weekend? I'm doing good, man. The weekend was busy and fun. We went to Disney for the day, uh, which is always a lot of fun. They have the, they have the new aerial. The live-action aerial is actually in the park, which is crazy nice. for Florida. That's so cool. Again, in yeah. California, they seem to always have the new characters like the day after. Uh, Florida, we don't necessarily get a lot of new characters, but daughter, love seeing, uh, love seeing her, meeting her. So we did that over the weekend. And outside of that, man, nice. just grinded out a couple more conquests so I can get a couple more infinite tickets for this week. And uh, we'll we'll see how it goes. Um, you know, not, I'm not going to be one of those crazy people that have like 20 tickets waiting, but I have a couple. I'll give a couple shots. And I'm I'm just expecting disappointment, but we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's that's a great way to look at it. Uh, me on the other end, uh, when it comes to that, I have sadly and thankfully simultaneously because it means IRL takes in different weights. Uh, I have not had as much time to get infinite tickets or gold tickets or silver tickets or really any tickets for that matter. I have a yeah. few. I have not gone at like true try hard and I'm looking to do that this week on some of my streams, yeah. but outside metal. of that, you can at least been... buy one. You can at least buy one yeah. infinite ticket. This and is see true. What happens. <laughs> and that requires me to actually still play it. So I have to I get there. Okay. But look, I'd love, I'm, I'm going to, we're going to have fun with it. It's going to be a lot of fun, but I'm not, at the moment, just, you know, because of all of the other things in my life, I've had to kind of shelve it a tad, but that's just personally, even though yeah, yeah. I want to go super try hard, super try hard, potentially the last day, because I want to see something. I want to test something yeah, yeah. on the very last day specifically. So we're going to try it. We're going to try it. But 
we have a lot. I mean, that's one of the things we're going to talk about is, you know, conquest in general that we're heading into the infinite week. I know we've got tournaments to discuss from this past weekend, including the snap dot fan open uh, weekend missions as well. Also rolled out finally. And then we've got Spider-Man 2099 releasing by the time you're listening to this podcast and the deck of the week. So, I mean, I'm going to let you kick it off with the tournament side because you, Mr. Tournament Director, Chaos, back end. <laughs> let me break my computer trying to make this all happen. Yeah. Dude. Yeah. No, kick it's, it off. Uh, you know, when it comes to tournaments, we had two really large tournaments this weekend. Uh, we had the Snap.Fan Open, which will be looking at deck, you know, some of the decks and things like that, which was crazy. And then we also had Creator Clash. So Creator Clash number two happened over in the UK. Again, um, you know, Kawa running that event with uh, Raven helping kind of set that up in the UK. With a lot of big names over there. So, you know, when we look at the tournament scene, there's always kind of these two different types of tournaments, whether it's the huge, you know, open, anybody can join type tournaments. And then we have these kind of featured streamers and things like that. Uh, both Both have very talented players. And in this case, we even saw a little bit of crossover. So we'll talk about that one in just a second. But let's jump into... Um, the snap.fan open, which was the tournament we kind of put together, ran all day Saturday. We had well over 100 people, 148, 160 something. Yep. One, um, yeah, it was just, just shy of 150. Yeah, so just shy of 150 actually in the in and playing. So we had over 200 people signed up. And then, of course, as day gets there, some people don't check in, but we had just shy of 150 people actually playing in the tournament, eight rounds of Swiss. And uh, a cut to top eight after that. And we had some fun decks. And I'm going to pull up this screen right here, which is, oh, no, guest is gone. We're going to we're gonna fix that. Though. You have removed me from the video podcast. How dare you? <laughs> I am the editor, good sir. Right now, it's it, just default band stream. It apparently happens. How um, dare you? Where are you at? Technical difficulties. I don't know. You've got me layered in there. So I'll go ahead and start taking that you're off because that seems to be... Why, thank you. It's <laughs> look, you do the you do you, I'll do me, and I'll give the lead in on this deck because this is the deck that absolutely exploded conversation. The fact that it won. This is Jung Cat's deck that went all the way through, went six and two in the Swiss, and took out everybody along his their way to just decimate with a move deck in the June open. Now <laughs> It's not just your everyday move deck because no. it has some very, very interesting selections, including Stegron and Vision. So for our uh, audio listeners who can't see this on screen, it's Iron Fist, Dagger, and Craven, pretty standard so far. Ghost, Spider, Cloak, and Vulture. Okay, still doing pretty good so far. Shang-Chi and Miles Morales. Okay, a little, spite, a little you know, personal choices on in there. Stegron and Vision. Yeah, you what said, you said stack lastly <laughs> yeah yeah I, I know i know i caught myself i had to you know swallow the reason for a second but it is what it is and yeah. then heimdall and magneto again magneto a little bit of a personal choice but when you look at the scope of the entire deck mm -hmm. it's amazing to watch this deck run yeah absolutely i mean to your point when when you're looking at this deck there was a couple spicy pieces in here because we have seen the movement and we've seen a lot of kind of movement plus bounce and and different takes on it so you know when you look at the list like heimdall tends to be one of those cards that's kind of not been showing up in the move decks because it's so predictable 
right? When people start to see yeah. move, they're like, all right, turn six, they're Heimdalling. So we've seen Heimdall kind of go away, but we're seeing him come back. So with cards like Ghost Spider or any of the locations letting you play your six drops early, it allows you to kind of do some fun stuff with Vulture and, you know, have Heimdall as an option. But to your point, we kind of have some spicy ones with Shang-Chi, which really isn't a movement card at all, but it's a tech card with decks like the bounce deck getting really big and, you know, high Evo having the big Hulk coming out. And there's so many cards that Shang-Chi can hit, you know, resurgence of surge, uh, Shuri and those kind of cards. But then Stegron yeah. and Magneto are kind of those two big spicy cards that are in here. Magneto has been in some of the move decks before, but not so much. It's been more of like, uh, throwing Magneto on a, a Craven, you know, location or something, right? Yeah. It's, just, it's not, it's not all the time. But it happens but um but it's definitely one of those that we're seeing these cards kind of really come back to the forefront and again this deck won the whole tournament this is not like they won two or three rounds they went to top eight which means they were one of the best top eight top players meaning they had one maybe two losses and their second loss would have came in like one of the last rounds um to make top eight they also went through you know eight four and then the finals so they won a lot of yeah. matches with us, and we saw some super awesome, exciting games, especially with that Stegron kind of coming in play. Yeah, Stegron, I mean, that that's the card everybody's talking about in this deck. You know, it's called the Ghost Stegron deck, and mm -hmm. it is, it's a choice, and that's the best way to word it. It's a choice, yeah. because the way I, you know, I, I had the, the pleasure of being able to call this deck live during the semifinals and the finals, and watching this deck play out showcased how different the style of move was because this is more of a defensive move deck. You have little offense options, you know, things like Vulture that can ramp up, Dagger that can ramp up, Miles Morales goes down for very cheap, right? But then on top of it, you have these defensive pieces that allow you either to have inconsistency for your opponent so you're not they're never 100% sure exactly what it is that yeah. you're going to be doing and then if you look at things like Stagron and Magneto being able to move those cards over as needed or do you play the offensive lines of Vision and Heimdall or go ahead and you know bump over that dagger a second time as an offensive move it is a it's a really surprising deck because yeah it's also a little heavy on the on the cost. You know, if you look at what the cards are actually costing, you have mm -hmm. three four cost cards in the same deck. But obviously, you think that you're for, like for me at least with the theory crafting brain, yeah. I see, ooh, there's a bunch of four costs. I want to put in Zabu. It's just, you know, reflex at this <laughs> point. You see three of them, that's a 25% chance to have it. I'm getting good value if I go ahead and put him in there. That's a good package. It's a third of my deck. Bah, bah, bah. Like that, yeah. that's how my brain starts to work, but it doesn't make sense in the scope of only 12 cards. And then you see just the one five cost in vision, which is then allowing you to make a choice because you have all these other four costs, including yeah. Miles Morales, who's typically only a one. You can either use another two card package because everything else is incredibly cheap. So you're looking at, you know, amping and ramping on turn five, or you're playing in consistency by dropping down that vision on turns five. Yeah. And now what are you going to do? It's just, there's so much guesswork that comes into trying to play against this deck that it makes yeah. it successful. And it was just some of the most wild combinations watching it all play out. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that that's kind of the the way this deck works. It's it's a very 
and and I only say this because I have been playing it the last couple of days. Uh, so after the tournament, you know, we have which we'll talk about our weekend missions in a minute, but we have this whole thing win some games with Ghost Spider. So I was like, all right, well, let me try the deck because I haven't played too much of the move decks. Um, I played a little bit, and and there are some surprising cards that are missing in this deck, right? The normal typical move deck, you're missing your you know your um, Human Torch, which can get pretty big with the whole Iron Fist Ghost Spider, but you do have to be aware of you know, Killmongers and things like that. But then you're also missing Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange is another really powerful, yeah. you know, Vulture into, you know, Ghost Spider into Doctor Strange. Like there's some really good synergies that you can do there. And instead you have these other more defensive cards, like you're saying. So Vision's really good because you play them on five. If you know you're Heimdalling, you essentially have a card that you can move around. So when they're predicting your Heimdall move, you can kind of effectively, you know, make this board look different before you actually make everything shift. Um, you've got yeah. your Magneto, which could be a throwaway card, right? Like there's sometimes where you're like, all right, based on these lanes, I'm going to lose this lane, but I'm going to pull their Dark Hawk and their uh, Rock Slide and all yeah. of these big cards over here to this lane and give up that lane and make sure that I have these other lanes with my Craven and my Vulture that have kind of, you know, gotten bigger and things like that. You know, another card that was kind of thrown out there. Um, uh, kind of going with the Stegron piece, right, is um, Juggernaut. A lot of people are like, well, if you're going to play Stegron, why not play Juggernaut? And in some cases, which we saw in the tournament, um, you know, Juggernaut may have won them that particular location because they're hitting both cards coming down that turn, whereas we've seen other ones right. where Stegron hits the card that's already there, and because of that, they win. But it is, you know, a, a chance of the card, going to hit the card that you want if they have multiple cards down there. So... Yeah, it was yeah. it was very fun to watch because watching Junkat, like I mean, you would see them play like five or six cards, pick them back up, play them again, pick them up, try this. And it was like to me, it was like you could see their brain processing all the different combinations that they could do that turn and then settling it on one. Even if they did the same one three times, it was like they were confirming to themselves that okay, this is it, which I'm bad about. I, I'm really bad about just throwing down my stuff, hitting go, and then I look back at it and go, oh, man, I probably should have put that on, on the left lane. Well, um, so. I mean, you also had a couple hundred dollars on the line at the same time. Yeah, You're yeah. going to take every second of that timer in the finals yeah, yeah. all the way down, and yeah. they pretty much did in the finals, too. Like, they were clearly thinking through because there were several times where, I mean, we were watching obviously from one perspective from junk cat yep. and then it would be like three quarters of the way down the timer marker. And we're in my head, I'm going, okay, they're running out of time. And then they click go. Yeah. And then there's still time after that because both <laughs> sides were doing the same thing. They're just yeah. playing out every possible scenario and a little behind the scenes, you know, piece of information as well. Um, afterwards, you know, cause we have a chat for the top eight to help orchestrate, you know, when we've got broadcasts mm -hmm. and things like that going on inside the discord. And after the battle, they also continued the conversation of, Hey, did you have the Magneto? No, I was thinking that you were going to do this. And then the, 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 like, mm -hmm. you see that you got to further look at their thought process yeah. just a tad, as you realize how many levels these players were going by. Like, yeah. it, okay. So I, I, I please please before the entire community goes, Oh my God, guess was shit talking KM best. I'm not with what I'm about to say here. Right. So I, cause I knew he was broadcasting the, the uh, match too. I watched his play and interaction with his community during the broad. Uh, well, not during the broadcast, but after the broadcast of yeah. that moment in particular, and he's, and you know, KM best is a really good player to say the yeah. absolute minimum. Right. 
he's sitting there going, they're not doing, they're not doing this combo. They're not doing the Vormir, uh, sorry, Mjolnir into Odin. It's not going to happen like that. Like he's even forecasting the move that Junkat is expecting them to do. Yeah. So he's like, no, just go Magneto middle, Magneto middle. And Magneto middle would not have technically done it. Yeah. Like it, it was, it, it was, it was just so interesting watching how so many different players are breaking down yeah. the final move. Well, it was and I really think, cool. And I think that that's where, when you look at this list, those cards that we kind of point out going, these don't seem like the normal cards, like a Shang-Chi and a Magneto, but it's yeah. like, once you see that in a battle mode, and that's the difference between battle mode and ladder, the, the move decks can't play in a vacuum anymore. So like in ladder, you can play in a vacuum, right? You you just play all your stuff, you move all your stuff around, and maybe your Heimdall puts them where they need to go. But in battle mode, like yeah. they've seen you do that over and over. So now you have to have these cards where they have to go, okay, so for instance, on that last play, like you're saying, maybe they had the Hulk, but they're expecting Shang-Chi, right? Or or whatever, right? And then you're having to think about like, all right, well, who has priority? Is that Shang, you know, are they going to play Shang-Chi and blow this up? Like you have to think through all that. Or like you mentioned, Magneto, it's like, Magneto coming down and pulling all that stuff from the middle. Now you got an issue, you know, if he plays that. So again, in that particular instance, he plays Magneto, right? It pulls the Thor or whatever. And then all of a sudden where he played the hammer plus Odin, that Thor is bigger than your Magneto. You just lost. So like, there's so many of these little nuances to where it's so crazy um, to have to go through all those calculations. And, and again, when you're in that high stress, I mean, this was, you know a couple hundred dollars on the line uh between both players so it was it was crazy yeah it was crazy but it was absolutely fantastic it's an absolutely fun deck and i highly recommend if you have the ability to try the deck out just give it a shot because you're constantly sitting there every single time i mean we were doing it while just broadcasting we're sitting there going Mm -hmm. oh but they could do this oh and they now can they can do this but wait they could also do like just the, the potential for those turn five and turn six moves yeah. that, you know, some decks, it's very clear. This is the yeah. line that you're looking for. Either you have it or you don't. And that's the only ones you're looking for. In a yeah. move deck, yet alone a defensively focused move deck, you're quadrupling the amount of potential options that you could play out. Especially, like you said, in a tournament mode where several rounds later, five, six, seven, eight rounds later, you know your opponent's deck. You know yeah very likely what they are potentially still holding in their hand by that point versus something yeah. on ladder. So it was a yeah. really, really fun battle to watch. And I mean, it's just, yeah. it's a surprising and, deck. That's the best way for it. And that's what you need in tournaments, a surprising deck because it took yeah. down Evo Lockjaw. It yeah. took down the overall number one big deck right now in the game, in, in all game modes. And yeah. I mean, this because this version is just, you know, with Spider-Ham now, it's just stupid. Yeah, and this is and this is kind of uh, what came in second place. So, um, you know, Quiros, I guess is how we how we say it. I'm I'm terrible with names. Yeah. I butcher names all the time. But it was the Evo Lockjaw deck that we've seen. Wasp. Spider-Ham, Lockjaw, Thor, Jubilee, High Evo, Lady Jane, Doctor Doom, Odin, Chavez, Hulk, and Magneto. So pretty basic list. Sometimes Magneto, sometimes is Infinite at the moment because of all the Spider-Hams running around. But for the most yeah. part, pretty standard list. Uh, and I would agree. Spider-Ham is one of those cards where, you know, if you're going in the mirror and you, you know, you hit their Lady Jane because that's the current 
biggest card if you're going against, you know, even even against that move deck, hitting the Heimdall early, Psst. taking that completely away. Yeah. Psst. What? Just for our audio listeners, Lady Jane is Jane Foster's The Sorry. Mighty Thor. You, Go you on. Know, everybody okay. knows what Lady Jane is. Come on now. Lady Thor, no. Jane Foster. Okay. There you go. Anyway. Just just get it. Anyway. Just, just articulate. Just articulate. So those are those are kind of those things where like uh this deck, pretty standard, but we had two of these decks. So uh two of these decks made top eight. And this was a like almost almost half the field. It was at least the third of the field was this deck. So uh and then when you add in all of yeah. the different um, you know lockjaw plus high evo decks it was it was close to half the field so we knew this would be a big deck coming in there um and it would be one of those to beat so it was very nice to kind of see and again no offense to anybody who played the deck but it was kind of nice to see something different we had two move decks that made top eight two move decks actually made top four um so seeing yeah. something different kind of come out on top is always uh what you want to see and we had the same kind of thing when thanos was big we were always rooting against the non-Thanos decks just to kind of get that different deck uh, coming in. I've got a couple other decks real quick yeah. just to run through uh, that made the top eight. We got a Sarah Control deck also making top eight. Super, um, super steady, super consistent, yeah. super classic. I mean, you know, Kitty Pride, Nova, Angela, Hit Monkey, Zabu, Scarlet Witch, Mysterio Bishop, Killmonger. Shang-Chi, Enchantress, Sarah. Like, it is your yeah. your core of a Sarah Control-style deck with that small little bounce factor between Hitmonkey, Kitty Pride, and Angela. I mean, it's just, it ramps up super high with Mysterio Bishop. I mean, it's it's yeah. a staple-style deck, yeah. but it's a staple for a reason because it's and, consistent. Yeah, and it's, and it's slightly different only in the fact that we don't have Beast. We have Sarah. So normally, again, kind of looking yeah. at this, it looks similar to the bounce the kitty bounce decks that we see uh, coming yeah. through a lot, but Sarah's kind of giving you a different spin on it. Um, but yeah, the deck, the deck is a good deck. You've got a lot of good cards in here. So they made uh top four, which is also nice to see just something a little different again, close, close to that bounce deck. Uh, but that Killmonger yeah. Nova combo uh, was doing some work on some decks when we were checking in throughout the tournament. Um, and then we have one other, which was a top eight deck that I wanted to kind of show off, which was the Surfer deck. So Meowcat yes. uh, made top eight with the Surfer deck. And pretty standard. I love it. Pretty standard. Nova, Goose, Jeff, Lizard, Brood, Silver Surfer, Storm, Juggernaut, Killmonger, Groot, which is a little different, Polaris, and Maximus. Yeah. So no Sarah in this deck, which was kind of a big change from your normal Surfer deck you're seeing. But I don't, I don't hate it. I don't hate yeah, the non-Sarah deck. I am 100% behind that change for a number of different reasons. As, as someone who is a surfer enthusiast, I am very often leaning in the idea away from using Sarah in a surfer list because mm -hmm. you can still play your curve beautifully because obviously the benefit to Sarah is you could play three cards on turn six. So you're kind of looking for that surprise factor. Mm -hmm. But in a deck like this, which features Storm and Juggernaut, you're looking at a control factor more than anything else. So instead yep. of Sarah being your five cost followed by three, three drops, you could have instead a two plus a three drop go down on five followed by two, three drops. So you have that flexibility of still keeping the curve full using every single mana the entire way. And it's, I mean, you've got the restriction element of goose. 
You've got Jeff to be able to hit that storm lane. And then Lizard at a 2-5 power is fantastic. I would even potentially exercise Silk in this deck for the exact same reason, that it would have just enough variety and confusion and agency for you to say, okay, go ahead, swing her around. See if she lands yeah. in that storm lane. Because you've, guess what? My Silk is better than your Doombot now. So bring it on. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's definitely interesting. The other... The other thing with the Sarah play that I've always never fully understood is so Sarah's power is not very high. And then when you think about right. the fact that on turn five, you're playing her so that you can play three, three drops on because there are two drops now on turn uh, six, it kind of is the same thing. That's the right. part that I'm like always looked at of like, I could have played one of those on turn five and had a two drop. And in some cases, it's more power than Sarah. So it's one of those things where like I, Sarah's fine in the decks, but I don't think she's necessarily needed. And in some ways is a little cumbersome because you get, you kind of get trapped um, having to need her on turn five. Um, I, I think it was different back in the day when you could, when you could magic on six and get your seventh turn. A lot of Sarah decks right. used that. And so I think when that was happening back in the day, it was awesome. But now with Sarah, it's kind of one of those, Unless you're playing like four drops and you want to play two four drops on six, I don't think yeah. Sarah's is needed. Um, but yeah, they right. they did pretty pretty good with the deck though. They took down a lot of competition. Uh, Meowcat did uh, to get this in here and uh, loved yeah, I, loved the deck and loved what it did. Yeah, look, I mean, think of the ceiling. I mean, because you're using some of the highest three power three cost cards. You know, you've got your Maximus and your Polaris, and very often people will kind of debate, ooh, do I go, do I go Polaris or do I, well, yeah. okay, maybe I'll go ahead and ramp it another way by going Wong to get Surfer to go twice or whatever. I don't know, yeah. just play Groot. It's okay. Now you've got, essentially, if you do it right, a 3-5, a 3-6, and a 3-7. Yeah. Awesome. Great. Magical. You save Maximus for turn six and Surfer on that. Boom, boom. Call it a day. Restrict him with Goose. Lock him down with Storm Juggernaut. I mean, life is perfect. So it's, it's just, a, it's a great curve fill for a silver surfer deck yeah. and uh, so, I'm, I'm a fan of it so i'm gonna i'm gonna throw something out because what uh -oh. i would have what i would love to see in this deck and this mm -hmm. is not specific for the tournament but but something i want to play around with after seeing the deck go i want to see beast in the deck beast is a three beast gets hit by surfer now i'd love to see yes. beast come down on a five like a turn five or something picking up mm -hmm. maybe your group that you've already hit somebody with Maybe you, maybe mm -hmm. you pick up, uh, I don't know if you pick up, you don't pick up a brood cause you're going to pick up all the other stuff, but like a different lane. I don't know. I don't know exactly. I'd have to work through all the math and all of that kind of stuff, but I think I would love to just try there's, a beast. Okay. So there's only one combination in which I feel like that specific play works out really well. And that's if you get brood on three down surfer down on four and then bounce it back into your hand on five. Yeah. And then play it and then play down the surfer a second time again. It's a little bit cheeky and without <laughs> more like ramping cards like Groot. Well, not even, right. well, I mean, th then you're, then you're playing to the look, unless if it's a featured location, yeah, yeah. it's not worth playing into like yeah. that. But yeah, if you have more, uh, what's it, like rampable cards and other ways to ramp from that, sure. Let's talk, you know, like in, instead of playing the Killmonger Nova package, maybe you play a different package. Maybe you play something like, you know, Beast and Hawkeye, but now you're doing it in one 
lane versus two. Like it's just, yeah. I don't know. You'd have to like really start to tweak with it a little bit to get as many three cost cards at ramp in particular to, you know, like Groot does, you know, you want more yeah, Groots yeah. essentially as, as I pull it back up on my own phone. I mean, you could do Ironheart to do the bouncing the same way, maybe yeah. Wolf Spain bouncing maybe, the same way, you know, th those on work. reveals like take a little, take a little, little finessing, you know, maybe we'll try it, but I like the idea of what Malcat did with this deck by getting rid of all of the big cards. Just yeah. no fours, no five. You're going to hit me with a nice man? Wah! Like, it's not the worst yeah. thing in the world. Like, Baron Mordo, we'll talk. But no one's playing Baron Mordo in, in a competition, yeah. let's be honest here. Yeah. No, I like it. And again, you can turn three, Storm, turn four, Juggernaut, turn five, you know, Brood into, uh, you know, Brood plus Jeff or whatever into Maximus Surfer. Like, it's got strong plays that can come down. I like Killmonger in there, especially knowing that Kitty Pride is everywhere. Um, you know, Nebula, all those cards um, are just kind of hanging out in the one drop slot. So being able to use that Killmonger was was a good call in the current meta of the tournament. So overall, yeah. the, the the tournament was a great tournament. We had a big big showing from the community. Uh, yeah, awesome awesome matches I, I think that was the most fun i've had in just the crazy plays seeing everybody just like holding their yeah. heads as you know some of these plays were happening all throughout the mm -hmm. day all throughout the day um which was which was a ton of fun i know i know I, i'm still gonna push you though i'm still gonna push you to get multiple matches for a, like a golf tournament just it's, being able to switch between different matches at all at all times like uh, i'm like yeah. i'm gonna get you there man we we gotta we gotta figure it out because the problem is once you get yeah. sucked into a match, you want to know who wins overall at the end. And by the time you finish up that match, to get another one on screen, like most of them are finishing up with already done. So it's because of the three yeah. minute delay, it does cause a lot of that to happen. To where I tried it one week and yeah, it was I like, it. all right, we got the second match, and they had like two cubes left, and like we brought them in, the cubes happened, it was like, okay, well, the match is done. So I don't know, we gotta we gotta figure yeah. something out if. It, we'll figure it out we'll figure it out we got oh. time we gotta figure it out but maybe it's for you know some of the new stuff for the future we'll find out but yeah i've got some know. ideas i got some ideas on how to do it i just i may need another computer but yeah <laughs> you have any other right. shiny decks for me to see all right so as far as this tournament as far as this tournament again we had uh we had one other deck which we won't go into de detail which is the bounce deck right we we had the bounce deck show up yeah um macaroon made top eight with it as well uh, pretty standard Bacon kitty bounce. pride bounce right so it's it's kitty bass spider ham iceman angela hip monkey mysterio bishop beast shang chi iron man america chavez uh iceman doing a lot of work it's actually the versions with iceman apparently have a better win rate or cube rate one or the other uh within these particular decks but uh yeah spider ham taking away some of your big drops is always huge and then iceman again slowing down because if you hit, you know, uh, your your Jane Foster, aka Lady Lady Jane, uh, that's huge yeah. against that deck. Um, so again, just depending on who that Iceman hits, but yeah, we saw that deck. We saw a lot of the the second most used deck for the tournament was this Kitty Pride Bounce with High Evo Lockjaw being the number one. Um, so those are kind of again the two big decks um, that that took over the tournament, but lost losing out to that move Stegron deck. Um, and then talking about tournaments, we got two other tournaments to kind of talk about 
One other one that happened is Creator Clash UK. So I wanna give a big shout out to Kawa because what Kawa is doing in those tournaments to get these things together is insane. I was lucky enough to be at the one in New York a couple months ago where we all did it in person. This time around, it was over in the UK because again, a lot of creators over there and there were a few, like I know Eggs and a few others that flew from the US over there. Yeah, uh, D-Money, yeah. Yeah, D-Money. Um, and, and yeah, they had an amazing two day event. They split up into two days this time around with some Swiss leading into a top eight, um, cut for day two. So I did get to catch a little bit, a couple of the matches on uh, day two with the top eight. Again, I know the snap fan ran at the same time as their, uh, Swiss rounds, but Lammy serious. If you guys know him, uh, he hung out with us the, uh, the other day with some questions and things like that on. Uh, Marvel scrap, but I'm sure we'll we'll probably get him on here on the podcast in the near future. Uh, but yeah. he took it down. He had two different decks. So the the big thing about Creator Clash and the big thing about a lot of these creator events is they do it differently. They do it with two decks. So rather than it being just an open list, everybody can see your one deck and know what you're playing. They kind of try to make that a little different with giving everybody two decks and. And when you're going into your match, you're able to pick one deck or the other. So at this point, you have to think about how you build your deck. I don't know all of the rules. Normally, you can't overlap cards. Some of these tournaments, right. you're allowed to overlap one or two cards. I don't think they could overlap in this one. We'll see when we nope. pull up the second deck. Um, but we had the Kitty Pride Bounce deck being the first deck here. Again, same deck pretty much we just saw uh, on the other side. So Kitty Pride Bast. Spider Ham, Iceman, Angela, Hip Monkey, Jeff, Mysterio, Bishop, Beast, uh, Iron Man, and Chavez. I think the other list didn't have Jeff that we just looked at, but the I other love... list the other list didn't have Jeff or Shang Chi, and this okay. one then further included Iceman and uh, yeah, Iceman and Jeff. That's the substitution in. Well, the other one had Iceman. I think they had uh, Shang Chi over Jeff. Yeah, let me see. Hang on one second. You have the tabs open. Just look. I got it. I'm going. They had oh, Shang-Chi they okay. with, no, with no Jeff. So I run a very similar deck. I got do it. not run Iceman. My Iceman's a Jeff to this list with Shang-Chi. Um, whereas with Lamy, he does not have Shang-Chi. And instead, he has Jeff instead of Shang-Chi. That's the difference in there. Um, so I here's the thing. I, I love Jeff. He's just one of those cards to get. With this bounce deck, if you have a location that's turned off, there's nothing you can do about it. You literally have to give up on yeah. that location. Um, Jeff gets you there. And I and yes, he loses to a Doom bot, but honestly, the the Doom decks are very low. There, there's not many out there. Um, so yeah. you know, it, it's one of and not to say it shouldn't I think it should be out there, but it's not currently. So I like Jeff in the list, but he used this deck, and then the other deck he used was the high Evo. Uh, locked out so it's a little different because of that cards not being able to be crossed over wait is this no this is way different. no you're right this is way different <laughs> this is not locked y'all um this no, is just no. high evo high evo control um, yeah ish yeah because you've got storm and spider-man in the deck yeah. so you're, the whole deck for those who are not looking is wasp sunspot nebula misty knight daredevil storm wave cyclops high evolutionary of course followed by spider-man dr doom 2.0 3.0 whatever he is now and the incredible hulk now one of the things i do like about this deck is that again you only have 
three cards that are over four cost. Mm-hmm. So put that together. You're playing a lot of littles. And because this is not a lockjaw deck, you're not trying to pop out that Magneto, that America Chavez, that Odin, that Infinite. No, no, no. Hold on. Let me just play a Storm and then a Cyclops and then control you. Or Storm yeah. plus Nebula and Sunspot and Misty Knight to keep throwing some, you know, damage over there. And then let me also put in the Daredevil Spider-Man package for turn five. Like, it's all about holding back your opponent rather than trying to just go over the top of your opponent. That's what this deck is focused around is just staying one step ahead. So that way I know going into the turn five and six exactly what I need. And more importantly, do I have enough, whether I know my turn six card or not, do I have enough going out of turn five to even be competitive? So I do like this deck because it is that rich restriction play but at, at the same time control decks are a lot more difficult to run obviously yeah. we had some very top end players over in uk creator clash 2.0 yeah. so this is not a simple deck but it also wasn't a simple operator this was lammy yeah. lammy is an incredibly detailed and yeah. experienced collective card game trading card game tournament player who's used to this level of competition and yeah. theorizing think, and going, you know, like chess, so many levels deep. So yeah, this is this is a deck that you got You got to have that for. Yeah, and I think he's a grandmaster over in uh, Hearthstone or was. I don't think he potentially plays anymore. Um, but yeah, I mean, he's he's very very um, detailed about his decks. What surprises me though is because he has Jeff in the other deck, you don't see Jeff here, so the storm play gets a little trickier. Um, you've got, you know, Spider-Man in here instead of Professor X to actually lock down the lane, which again, having Doom with Storm and Spider-Man kind of tries to help with that little bit towards the end. But um, yeah, I, I like the deck. It's definitely one of those that you have to know how to use it because you're not doing the lockjaw luck draws <laughs> where you're throwing Wasp in there. Yeah. Um, so your Wasp, your Sunspot, your Nebula, right? We, we talked about it a minute ago with a Surfer deck, like you have three huge one drops here. So it's just one of those things that when we look at the way the deck runs, there's a couple cards that can definitely be a problem to this deck. And because of the open list, which we'll talk about in a second, it's one of those things where because you could see the open list, you know that they don't have Killmonger in either of their decks. You know they don't have Luke Cage in either one of your decks. This now, this deck looks pretty good, right? Because your Luke Cage isn't just going to remove everything Cyclops has been doing. Again, a lot of these decks play Storm into Cyclops to just literally take take that lane now. Um, you know, so th- there's a lot of really good cards in here. And I- I'm glad, again, going through a lot of these deck lists. And I didn't really get into the weeds on a lot of these deck lists. Um, but I did look through a few of them. And I just wanted to kind of showcase Lammies who took down the entire event. Um, the fact that they are so detail-oriented. And, and again, going back to like Jeff... Because Jeff's in the other deck, he's not here. And so it's very right. interesting when you have to be in that mindset of, all right, I have these cards. Which deck do I put them in? Um, uh, you know, again, we talked about this when uh, when High Evo was first announced, like Luke Cage. Luke Cage is going to be in every single deck, but here we don't see him in either deck. So knowing that High Evo yeah. is going to be in a lot of decks, but, you know, it's just how everybody's playing at this point uh, with the cards. So I wanted to kind of give a big shout out to Creator Clash. Again, what they're doing is is amazing, getting all these content creators together and doing in-person uh, because, again, in-person is 
such such a crazy uh experience and is so awesome and i can't wait for snapcon in just a little bit where we'll have our tournament going on there yeah in buddy. person with all of us being there i know guess you're flying in from brazil uh to do that along with immigration pending basically others. but yes <laughs> <laughs> several others like oh, I'll, Matrum, be there. I'll figure it out Matr yeah matrim will be there with us we'll have uh jolly roger who uh if you guys saw on the snap.fan open was hanging out with us he'll be there uh several others felicity gc eddie uh if you haven't seen it felicity better be there she's running that. it yeah i was gonna say if you haven't <laughs> seen it check it out uh over on the website um i i know the one i know which is felicity.gg slash uh snapcon you can check that out yep. and get all the information uh, but that's gonna be just down the road and the last tournament i want to talk about just briefly because if you guys don't know friday we've got the world oh, yeah. snap federation so I kind of want to hint it on this because we have the huge, we have the huge public facing tournaments. So you got snap.fan, the open we just have. We got Wednesday night snap on this Wednesday, another smaller tournament. If you just want to play four rounds, come out, have fun, hang out. We've got things like Battle Arena that runs on the weekends. You got the Snap Clash running on the weekends. Those are all those are all full public. Anybody can join. It's free to play. There's some money to win, all the good stuff. You've got things like uh, creator clash you've got several other ones that are out there i mean there's just there's so many that are creator based which is hey we're gonna pick these 16 people and you're gonna watch these 16 people play which is awesome but then we had the yeah. fun we had the fun crazy stuff so i started in the cube rush stuff now cube rush was already going on for a little bit but when i got in there i just loved it it's different it's not me versus you one single deck let's let's go i'm playing the top deck yeah it was always fun use variants use uh only two cost cards whatever it was for the week and that kind of led into the birth of this uh world snap federation from eddie and uh gc and uh i know you're a part of it so this will be your first yes. debut in the world snap federation this friday and uh how you feeling about it yeah, man, man. You, you're excited about your match I am. I am. Uh, it's it's tomorrow specifically is my day dedicated to uh, following up with all the final details of what I'm going to need for that match between the deck that I'm going to yeah. run, uh, the ads I want to put out for Wednesday slash Thursday in preparation for it, to say it lightly, because Nicolina. Mm -hmm. Sorry, girl. Uh, it's just <laughs> not going to happen. I tell yeah. you right now, it's just not going to happen. I don't, I don't know. The other guy's not here right now. He's calm. He's, he's, he's been put to bed, but you know, if it's just me, I'm going to politely say it's not going to happen. I no. will advance and you shall not. And it's fun. Look at your, if, it's, if, uh, it's so much fun though, man. If, I love yeah. this idea. If you, uh, if you enjoyed QBrush or anybody out there, uh, either enjoyed it or doesn't know what it's about, Definitely check the stream out on Friday because it's a ton of fun. The fun part about this is it's not just basic matches. There are special rules to all these different matches. Um, there's right. going to be a lot of just like crazy drama. So if you like wrestling, if you like the theatrics, that's what this is. We get to go into our alter alternate characters, um, personas, and just kind of have some fun with it. Um, so I'm going to be battling on Friday uh, STG. So I've got Super Tech God uh stg you know he's bringing the big deck energy um and we're gonna see what we can do so if you guys haven't been following on twitter we're doing an epic match for the title so i do hold the title currently 
at the World Snap Federation. But we're doing an epic match, which is going to be best three out of five. So it's not three out of five uh, battle modes. Don't worry, we're not going to leave you there for three no. hours. It's three no, rounds. No, no. So no snaps, no whatever. It's three rounds, best three out of five. Uh, and potentially we can switch some cards in between the round as well as bans are happening. So again, I, I threw down the gauntlet for three of five. SCG said, hey, he, he, he needed bans. He needed bans to try to beat me because uh, we saw what happened to him against Queen last time. She threw down a goose. A big deck energy can't take on a little kitty. <laughs> yeah, this is true. This is true. Goose will so, just annihilate you. Yeah, so we got some we got some fun bands and stuff going on in there. But like I said, like it's just fun. It's it's a whole lot of fun. Um, everybody's doing something different this week, so definitely check it out. We've got a lot of brand new faces coming, along with people who participated last month, and this will be a monthly thing uh, going on. So if you enjoy that kind of stuff, definitely come out, see it, mm -hmm. and everything. Yes, sir. Um, and then the other thing, I'll kind of wrap up with the tournaments as we kind of move on because i know it came up in the chat and it is kind of one of those i don't want to say controversial because i feel like that that word just brings up red flags but essentially people talk about the open and, and closed deck list i don't want to go way into the weeds of it but at nah. this point most of all these tournaments just to to explain it um most of these tournaments are open deck lists so that we can get people sharing their screen that's true for all of them out there essentially what ends up happening is because we can't, uh, we don't have a spectator mode, uh, second dinner, please give us a spectator mode. We have please. no way of making sure that people are using the correct deck. So if we say it's closed deck list, literally they could switch decks every single round. And the only way they would ever get caught would be if they're featured on stream and they weren't using their correct deck, which they're not yeah. going to share their screen <laughs> if they're not using the correct deck. So it's one of those things where that's the only way it's really able to do um, for any of these public facing tournaments. And then when it comes to the creator types of tournaments, uh, they tend to do that open deck list so that they can share it to the public. They want to bring up hype. They want to show off like here's decks and things like that prior to the event going on. So they can't do that. And then, you know, the other people see them and it'd be closed deck list anyway. So it's the reason why it is right now. Maybe at some point we'll get some type of spectator mode and things like that. And we can bounce in between matches and do deck checks like during round one or two. Maybe, maybe if that happens, we can get to that point. But as of now, that's why you see so many of these events is open deck list, because if it was a closed deck list, nobody share the screen because if they share the screen round one, any of their competitors through the next seven rounds can literally know what they're playing because they saw them on stream. So it, it's, yeah. it's, it's different. So we'll, we'll kind of transition from that into weekend missions, but I wanted to throw that out there because I know that's a topic that definitely comes up and it just, it's, it's yeah. hard for now. We'll see what that looks like in a couple months from now when second dinner finally listens to us with all these tournaments. <laughs> so once they get out the full screen UI, yeah. then we can push, we can push a little harder because clearly, I mean, they've said it in multiple places now yeah. that is their next big release is, yeah. you know, PC full screen UI. Yeah. And I am hoping it is as epic as it is in my head because yeah. all of these potential extra animations that could come to light in a full screen, like widescreen mode could be ridiculous, yeah. could be yeah. absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. So fingers crossed that that's great. And then after that, sure, maybe 
Let's yeah. go for it. Give me spectator I'm mode. Still, please I'm... push the tournament side, please. Yeah, I'm still, when it comes to that full UI, I'm still kind of like, meh. You're, you're catering to streamers, which is fine. It's it's what people will see and, and push out and all of that. So I 1,000% get it. But at the same time, I'm just kind of like, it's a mobile no. game. It's a mobile first game. And I would I would bet you 70% of your population or more is playing it on their phone. So you're pushing something out to 30% of your population. And I, I don't know. I don't know. We'll never know those numbers. I mean, but that's I've, my guess. Well, my I mean, guess. I've talked about it. I've talked about it in the past too. Uh, Steam takes out less of a cut off of expenditures than Apple and IO and then uh, Apple and Android. So that could be a reason to push it too. No. But you know, no. we don't know. So, we don't know. So moving on, and again, we're gonna get into a lot of topics today. We still got the Infinite Conquest to talk about, Spider-Man 2099, which is dropping in just a couple hours, uh, and then our deck of the week. But I want to, I want to just touch on a little bit weekend missions because they're new. We were supposed to have them the other weekend. Something happened. <laughs> Didn't have them. Yeah. Uh, but we had them this weekend, and so we finally got kind of the first look at what does weekend missions look like. And uh, let me let me pop this up on the screen for those those watching over here uh and again this is this is not the best i had to crop it to where i can see this at the bottom of the screen but essentially we had our mm -hmm. weekend missions i've already finished two of them so i can't even show you all three sorry but they involved uh -huh. using new cards right so um two of them i believe you had to use um ghost spider was that right and then yeah. one was with spider ham mm -hmm. spider ham ghost spider yeah. season pass one right that's the gold one and then spider ham's the one for a collector tokens correct and then there was a credit one was the credit one spider ham or was it ghost spider because it was credit one total. was just act just being active okay just being active. okay so credit one everybody can get just win x matches or do whatever it was uh, again i wish i would have taken a screenshot i'm not prepared i didn't think about this till this morning uh but yeah we had we had the other ones i know i've seen some messages over there saying like oh that means we have to go and get you know the card of the week or whatever right so if you get the card of the week spider ham in this case you could get tokens so you could kind of get a slight refund on what you were spending on those particular cards and I, I think that that was i think that was a good thing like i mean it makes you it makes you kind of think about getting that card and again not going to go into spotlight caches yet but that means it's free tokens if you get them in the spotlight cache uh it's free tokens for later or whatever else you want to buy it on so um yeah you had to open stuff to get the cash, but we're not yeah. throwing that out the window. You have a cash, you opened it, you got spider ham for free, bam, you get some free tokens here. Um, but I'm, I don't know. The other one was nice because it was, it was making you incentivizing you some extra gold to get the battle pass. I mean, what are your thoughts on these weekend missions? Do you like them? Is there anything you would like to see change? Do the, do the amounts feel right? <sighs> The amounts feel like they're already set for post spotlight cash values. So for the next couple of weeks, these values seem very low and post it will feel different because then they will feel higher, you know, either way. And I'm, I'm I can't, I can only say it so many times. One, first off, I don't work for a second dinner. Neither of us do, mm -hmm. but, but on top of that, Look, if you spend a half hour a day, an hour a day playing this game because it's fun for you, I don't think a $10 a month thing is really breaking the bank. And I still consider that pretty much free to play because that is, you know, what you pay for Netflix. It's what you pay for, you know, 
any other subscription service, you know, $10 a month, and then you get so much more because of it. And now the addition of extra gold on top of it by playing yeah. over the weekend, which you may potentially do anyway, like it's just, it just to me seems like a win, win, win consistently when yeah. you have, you know, these weekend missions come on out and sure you might not get the collector's tokens one, which may have a different value moving forward now too, because of mm -hmm. all of the changes up and coming. But yeah. when it comes to the idea of weekend missions, I think the combination of putting in the weekend missions and putting in the infinite conquest in the last week of the month, these yeah. two solves help the two weakest activity times for the game. The game is highest, highest, you know, activity points are not the weekends when people are off of work because that's when they're mm -hmm. out doing other things. They're playing the game. As you said, it's mobile friendly first. Hey, I'm on my lunch break or yeah. you know what? I just want to hide away or whatever it may be. You're doing a lot of little pieces of time, but maybe yeah. you have that extra time or that extra half an hour, hour, two hours, whatever it mm -hmm. is. So mm -hmm. it, the game customizes really well in that aspect of yeah. featuring the day, the midweek as being the, the primary activity time, but we don't want you to forget about us by next Monday. Yeah. So let's give you a weekend mission to focus on it. And I know all the good cards that we've all been talking about for four weeks are out now. Okay, fine. It's the final week. But no, no, no. You got something else to do here right now too. Yeah. So they're reinvigorating the two weakest points in the play yeah. concentration right now by doing the weekend missions and the infinite conquest. So for the longevity of the game, as well as look, it's more free resources or more resources for your investment back to you. Yeah, yeah it's a win-win. I, I mean, I also look at it like this, right? So many people look at this and they go, you know, oh, you got to do. So I, we were informed in the chat. So if you're listening on the podcast and stuff, it was 15 wins gets you the credits. So just win 15 times and you get the the free credits that were there. Um, uh, 20. 20. 20 times. Okay. I, have the, win, I sent you the screenshot. Times. Okay. So win yeah. 20 times, you, you get some credits. So the thing is like, these are these are free currency if you are already doing these things. So, yes, it's an incentive to get the card of the week. It's the incentive to get the battle pass. But here's the thing. If you're not already getting it, it doesn't matter. Right? Like, just imagine that this battle pass one was on the was on the the leaderboard thing, whatever, the, the collection, whatever. So track? it's just, yeah, there you go. The track, that, that word. Um, so that thing. And words are hard. Yeah, it's just it's just one of those things where like I I just think it's just extra stuff added to the game, and the people that look at this and go, well, they shouldn't be doing this because I have to do you know I have to now do X Y Z. It's like you don't. It's just extra if you want to, and that's kind of how I look at it a lot when it comes to these extra things that they're going to be putting in there. Um, yeah, you know, you know, within the game. So, you know, small I, little enhancement. I like it. I'm yeah. I'm for it. I'm for it. And I would agree with you, because if you look at it like this gold treatment and things like that, yeah, I have to win with Ghost Spider, but at the same time, we'll see what it looks like every single weekend. If every weekend is wins 15 matches with Ghost Spider, then it is what it is. But four weekends, that's 600 gold, right? And and yeah. you, may, you may start to like the card. I, I feel like it's to push you to use the card, because I remember getting those stats. I don't know about you. But at the end of the month, when they give you that email, that's like, come check out your stats for this season. I think it was hit monkey or it was one of them. Like I literally played them like twice, <laughs> like for the whole month. Pro probably and, Nimrod. It was probably Nimrod. No, Let's I was be playing, honest here. I was playing Nimrod like crazy. Uh, Cause I love destroy, oh, okay. 
but but I love destroy, uh, but I did not like bounce. Like I up until this month, I really didn't like bounce. So it was definitely one of those things where it was just like uh, you know, looking at that, I was going, all right. So I don't use this card at all. I used it twice, and I think that that's kind of what they're targeting too. Of like, buy the card, use the card. Um, yeah. And for those and for those just joining us live, thank you so much for the raid for hanging out with us and chatting over there. So. Um, but yeah, so I, I don't know. I think overall weekend missions, I think they're good. I mean, I don't think they're bad. Yeah. I don't, I think I'm kind of indifferent with them, but I think they're good to give us something else to do on the weekends. Uh, if you want 100%. to, and as you can see, I still need five more matches with ghost spider and I have to win them. Uh, but so, so we'll see, we'll see if that happens. Yeah. I'm on board with it. And just as much so, you know, when it comes to new shiny things, Yes. As we transition to one of the biggest topics, which is going to be ha-ha-ha, Infinite Conquest this week. Oh, I can't, Infinite I can't Conquest. Show, I can't show Infinite yet. Wait, way to be on top of it. I'm, lo I'm locked into one. I got to go win it first, and then I can show it. Uh, you can't Because, you know, we started, we started to talk a little bit about it. Yeah. And this is the big week that a lot of people are really... This month in particular, you know, Conquest is finally here. You know, the announcement came out, and then a couple weeks later, we finally got it out, and now we're finally going, okay, we got a chance to do this now. Woohoo! Yeah. How bad does it suck to lose on round four? That's what the real question is. Because, I can tell you. I mean. I can tell oh, you. It's gonna, round it's gonna hurt. three. Round three of gold already feels bad. So. Yeah. Round four of infinite is going to feel terrible. It's going to make you throw your phone and have to walk away for an hour. I'm I'm telling you right now, it's not going to be a good one, yeah. especially if locations are the reason or a bad draw is the reason uh, because losing round three of gold, not that it, it will like make me have to walk away from my phone, but there's a lot of times where I'm just like, okay, I've got to take a little bit of a break before I do my next gold run because mm -hmm. um, it doesn't, it doesn't feel good. Oh yeah. I mean, think about just the time commitment alone. If you got to go through five rounds, right. Mm -hmm. And you get through round four. Awesome. Yeah. Getting to round five, you're sitting there like, all right, every move counts. This is yeah. this is the big one. This is the big, big one. And I don't think we've ever gotten it confirmed from second dinner right now that, you know, your round five eligible people are going up against your round five eligible people. It's just infinite versus infinite, uh, no matter I what round, I don't to my understanding. Right. I don't think the pool is going to be that high, but yeah. it's still infinite versus infinite. We know that much. Yeah. yeah. So we're now at this play point of, okay, it's one thing to lose round one. It's another thing to lose round five. And yeah. somebody has to lose, obviously. And if you don't know what round they're going for also, yeah, you know, it's just, it's another match. You just have to go through it with that mentality. It's just another match. Yeah. But it's so difficult when, I mean, I think back to, you know, Twitch rivals and we watched, uh, I believe it was Jeff who went four and zero on a really difficult tournament schedule. Get to match five, lose, and it's not like he doesn't know what he's doing. He's a yeah. great player, and one bad call, one bad projection, can undo literally over two and a half hours of work. Yeah, and that's the part that really is just going to make people, you know, grind their teeth and throw their phone is. Yeah. Man, this absolutely sucks. So I put it up as a conversation a bit, you know, on a stream one time, and I ask you this question too. 
you know, with even if it's just on Infinity Conquest, because you're trying to get through five specific matches, is 10 health points too much? Uh, here, here's my thing. Like, I'm... It's going to feel bad. I am okay where yep. everything is right now. I actually, personally, this is a hot take. Nobody's going to like it. But if if I start seeing a bunch of infinite avatars, then it needs to be it needs to be more difficult. Because here's the thing. Mm -hmm. I look at this, and again, when I look back at infinite, right? Infinite on ranks. When I look back at that, again, hot take. People didn't like this take. People don't like this take. There should only be a very small percentage being infinite. Now, the, right. the hard part about that is everybody wants the card back. It's really cool and whatever. So I get that they've made that easier the, for a lot of people, yeah. you know, whether it's the, the gold, um, you know, uh, guardians cassette player, whatever, right. Whichever month it is right now, it's the Spider-Man 2099 one. Like I get that. That's a huge, awesome yeah. cosmetic. Everybody wants it. So they've made that a little bit easier. But I think over here that the problem is three months from now, once you have one or two of these infinite borders, like you, you're not going to care about getting all your cards infinite unless you're like a completionist, whatever. But for the average player, they're going to get one and there's, that's the only avatar they're ever going to use for here on. So yeah, if, if this becomes like 15 people get this this month, great. I think it's right where it needs to be. Maybe, maybe more than 15, but you know what I mean? Like 15 yeah. people we know. 15 people we know. I'm yeah, not yeah. saying like the full population. I'm just saying people we know uh, out of the hundred plus that we know that are going for it. I think it's in a good spot. Mm -hmm. But if I start getting back in the ladder next season and then like everybody has it, it's not hard enough um, because I do think it needs mm -hmm. to be very, very difficult. I think it needs to have a weight to it of why you're putting this much effort to it. Uh, but we'll see. We'll 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 see. I just I look at how many people got infinite tickets so easily right now with the way the bounce deck is and how broken it is and all of that, um, or the mm -hmm. high Evo lockjaw deck. So I'm really curious to see what happens um, of how many people get it. I'm curious when I do my runs how they go. Um, but I, I think the good thing is like I think that the way that they've kind of set this up though is you don't have to. You don't have to go after infinite. You don't have to get the infinite thing. You can still get stuff in the yeah. shop. And um, I kind of want to open the question because it came up in chat here too, right? So all you you could just grind proving grounds the whole time, and I think it's you need fifty wins. Yeah. Fifty wins gives you uh, this exclusive card. It gives you the avatar, the infinity ticket, all this stuff. It's just fifty wins in proving grounds can get you all this stuff. So I'm curious from your side, mm -hmm. should that be the case? Should should you be able to grind? Proving grounds as much as people are doing to get all of this stuff. Should these prices go up? Should proving grounds tokens or something go down? Should the silver, you know, participation tokens, should they go down? Like, mm -hmm. what are your thoughts? I know you haven't played it as much, but like, thoughts around that? Don't fucking touch it. I'll tell you why. <laughs> okay. There you go. There's your answer. Look, got to wake you up a little bit here. Listen. You don't want to touch that because those who are working that hard for more cosmetic than resource reward, if you're trying to get the avatar, if you're trying to get the, you know, the, the title, if you're trying to get the boosters, if, if that's what you're grinding for, have fun, have fun. You do you, because in my opinion, if you've put in 
not just 50 battles, but 50 wins. So let's say on a good win rate on a deck, you know, mm. 60% win rate, right? That means you did probably around 85 bat, 80 battles, 85, yeah. 85-ish battles, right? If each battle takes you, let's say what? 20 minutes average? Yeah. Plus or minus, I think is a safe number, right? If you did 80 battles times 20 minutes, you're at 1,600 minutes. So if you're at 1,600 minutes divided by 60 minutes in an hour, that's math I can't do in my head fast enough. It's <laughs> 20-something hours, right? It's yeah, like yeah. 24, 5, 6, whatever it is, hours of, of playtime. I'm sorry. At that point, you've earned enough. You've earned enough because you've put the time commitment into doing it. There's no reason to need to lower the prices if that is your strategy. If your strategy yeah. is proving grounds exclusively, look, you earned it. Kudos. Have fun. When you look at the broad scope of the entire economy, though, it does change a little bit different. It does change a little bit to the sense of, okay, you went on in because also remember to get to that number, you have to also start a silver conquest too. Yeah, yeah. Remember that also. So that's even more time to add on to that. Oh, so you yeah, just, you've earned it. At you that just point. start it and then you retreat. I think that's what people are doing. Exactly. <laughs> Doesn't matter. So, start retreating. So like, if people are like doing that, that's two just minutes. stupid. Just but, two minutes. <laughs> Just that's that's just stupid, but that's a conversation for another cocktail. But yeah, yeah. if you're looking, if you're actually like trying, right? Let's say you win half of your proving grounds and then you win a quarter of the silvers that you actually earn out of those, like yeah. you're still in a good resource, you know, place. But the only people that are really sitting here going, Man, I wish the store was better are the super insanely competitive players and it's not a large enough market to justify adjusting any of the prices yet. Yeah. I don't see there's any reason right now in the current economy of this store to increase the prices when you're trying to incentivize play. So there's yeah. no reason to do that. I think that's just stupid. If, if you want to grind out the proving grounds and win 50 battles that way, hey, over the course of 30 days, you're going to win one or two a day. Kudos. You know what? Have fun. You do you move on. If you do really well, thumbs up, enjoy the rest of your day. Yep. You know, that's sorry. Three battles a day. That's still yeah, yeah. an hour a day. You've earned it. Yeah. And again, I'm just, I'm just throwing it out there. I, I don't know if anything needs to be touched in the store. I don't know if we need one other like item in the store, right? Like, here's the thing I'm going to be getting, I've got it over here on the screen. If for all you guys watching either on YouTube or live here, like I'm, I'm going to be skipping the credits and gold for now. Um, because I mm -hmm. just think, I just think the values that you're getting are, are to me are not as high as what I want them to be, but I'm going to be getting all the hey, items. Great. I'm going to be getting the tickets. I'm going to be getting the avatar. That's going to give me the green goblin variant and everything. Right. And then I'm going to be, I'm going to be dumping everything in this 105 boosters because to me with the spotlight caches, with all that kind of stuff going on, I personally need a ton of boosters. <laughs> I don't play enough. Yeah. Uh, I get infinite every season, but I don't play enough to have like 2000 boosters sitting on my cards uh, to be able to get enough caches and all that. So that's where I'm dumping mine. Everybody's going to have their own opinions on what you do, but you still get yeah. mystery variants, silver tickets, titles, all that good stuff. And I did get the green goblin boosters, but for the most part, I'm going to get this 105 boosters. Cause I think it's a, I mean, it is, it's a way better deal than going after the 155 green goblin. Uh, boosters, even though it's going to be a random card, but I don't know. I, I think the other thing that we do have to keep in mind is this month 
we lost an entire week, right? We went into week two. Yeah. So it's going yeah. to feel different next week when one, the shop only has uh, the first level of stuff. So when we jumped in, we actually had two different levels of things you could purchase um, yeah. rather than the one. So I'm just It'll saying it's easier. Yeah, yeah. I'm just, I'm just saying in general, I'm interested to see what this looks like next month when we say that, oh, it's too easy to grind all this stuff or it's too, you know, um, hard or whatever. Again, I'm really more so focused on what is taking down infinite going to look like? Is that too easy or hard? I think the shop's fine for now. I would like to see a couple other things where you could dump your tokens into, um, you know, whether that's just extra mystery variants, maybe like you get the first one. I don't remember how much it was, but let me look. Um, it doesn't say, so, you know, you get your first one at whatever couple hundred it was, maybe 200 or whatever. And it unlocks the next mm -hmm. one. That's like 400. Then the next one's like 600 and then 800 and then like a thousand, a thousand, a thousand, whatever it looks like. Like I would have, yeah. I would like them to, to be another way to get us some variants. I think that would be a really cool. So have it infinite, but have it to where like you've had to work your way up to get to the infinite one. And then from there, it's a thousand tokens, 1500, 2000, whatever it is to where it, it's still a grind to do it, but it gives you something more than just boosters to dump into. Cause I know yeah. a lot of people don't necessarily care about dumping them into boosters. Maybe they'll get the we gold or they'll get the credits. So just had an evil idea. We should put out like a contest next month because now i think it'd be just mean and too awful we should put out a contest for in infinite who can win five matches in a row with agatha like if you make mm -hmm. it to three matches in a row you get this award if somebody makes it to four that's deleted and then this person gets it like an incentivizing agatha in infinite contest <laughs> just to completely yeah. screw with the community that would be so, it's, yeah. I know it's evil, but it's fun. I, I think, and I like so, that. <laughs> I think if you had a way of spending credits or you had like, right mm -hmm. now we have like the one infinite ticket. If there was a way to use your yeah. medals for infinite tickets, I could see people doing a lot of fun stuff with infinite tickets. I think the problem is the amount of gold. I don't know. I haven't been able to see yet, but whatever that amount of gold is going to be too much. There's gonna be too much to spend gold on for a ticket. Um, so, 500, I think. Yeah, so like 500 gold's too much for one chance at infinite, in my opinion. Again, there's probably people that are sitting around with, you know, 100,000 gold. Maybe that's fine for them, but uh, for for the average player, you're not you don't spend yeah. your gold on it. Like just just don't yeah, get don't. the avatar. <laughs> if you can't get through gold to get your ticket yeah. to get to infinite, just don't just don't. But um, it's okay. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I would love to do some fun yeah. stuff there. I'll have a couple tickets to uh, to try out. At least, hopefully, everybody should be able to have these 350, uh, you know, medals to be able to get a shot at it. Um, but yeah, it'll be interesting. We've got a full week of Infinite Quest uh, Conquest. We're not sure what's going to happen on day three or day four. <laughs> if everybody's used up their tickets, yeah. what happens if nobody's pairing? We don't know. Told you, um, I want to do a test on day seven. So, yeah. I So here's my thing. I think day six will be the day you want to do a test. I think day seven, you're going to get the people that are um, like super the completionist, whatever, FOMO, and they start to spend their gold uh, on day seven. I think there's people that are going to be grinding out all day long on day seven to try that one more shot. But I think your day six and your day five are going to be very dead. 
uh, and it's going to be hard to find people, uh, is my opinion and my guess. I think tonight you're potentially going to have everybody because streamers are going to want to show it off. I think tomorrow you're still going to have a bunch of people because there's going to be some streamers that are like, well, XYZ is streaming, so I'll stream tomorrow so that I'm not competing to do my runs, right? But then like day three, four, five, like those are going to be the days yeah. I think it'll be somewhat dead. Um, so we'll see. We'll see again. Like I said, Infinite Conquest starts tonight. The shop will update. You'll be able to get these last couple things in the shop. Hopefully, everybody is able to get that green goblin variant because uh, the Carnage Eyes, even though we already have a red goblin, the second red goblin that's an official Carnageized goblin uh, variant will be available, and I hope everybody's able to get those different um, you know, rewards to be able to do that. Uh, so excited to see that uh, this you know tonight as it as it rolls out. So going into tonight and rolling out, we have a new card coming up. So roll let me out. Uh, roll out. I I can't pull that song off. Yeah, let me uh, pull this up. Make sure you I can have do it, it. Up right. I believe in you. Boom! We got Spider Man twenty ninety nine coming in tonight. Yes, sir. Um, and there's a bunch of hype around this card. And I'm mm -hmm. curious with Spider-Man 2099, he's a four, six. And the first time he moves to a location, destroy an enemy card. What are your thoughts on mm -hmm. Spider-Man 2099? There's a lot of hype. Are you on the hype train or uh, not so much? People aren't going to like me. And I know that. I mean, granted, a lot of people don't, but you know, it, I've come to terms with it. But I think, to be honest, to be completely honest, I think that Spider-Man 2099 is currently a little bit overhyped. Now, let me justify one thing with this, though. I think that this month and next month, he will be great. But the packages that you need to build to make him work are move packages, right? You need a cloak, a ghost spider, a Doctor Strange, and a weird combination, like you need that second move piece to make that happen. And it's something yeah. I, I've been sitting and thinking about because I was thinking about it, you know, as I was reading the article from, from Drew Barry on snap.fan also talking about Spider-Man 2099 and the different combinations that you can run with him. So I, I'll break him down like this, okay? If you're a player that runs a move deck, you're going to love this card. Plain and simple. In, a, in, in an actual move deck, it's going to be a very successful card very successful card for all of the reasons whether you're moving him afterwards and you play him before somebody go, like ghost spider or you're dropping him down and waiting something like bifrost to activate him and just kind of because the locations play into it or you just do a simple turn five him and iron fist combo or whatever it is like if you're playing a move deck in particular he's going to be a great card for you outside of that in creating these mini packages you know, whether, you know, I recently I've been trying to do a lot of that with like building mini surfer packages or building yeah. mini, you know, like we have bounce, uh, you wanted to do bounce and surfer, for example, you want to put a bounce package in there. There are certain mini packages that can fit into any deck. You know, you could put the, the, uh, oh my gosh, I'm having a brain fart storm and juggernaut, right? You could put that package <laughs> yeah, yeah. into a variety of different decks and it will work as long as one of those other two cards has another card it synergizes with, right? Mm -hmm. Spider-Man 2099 needs move cards. And when you think about cards that benefit off of move cards in other packages, 
that's the hesitation. Yeah. Because the theory crafting ability up until this point has been extremely exclusive to saying move is move. You stay in your corner. If yeah. you can, if you want, if, if you can work, if we can figure you out, you're great. You're fun. You're creative. You're different. You're unexpected. You're unpredictable. Awesome. But the rest of us are going to stay over here. And I worry the more and more I sat on getting Spider-Man 2099, I'm like, am I going to get him? Because now with the spotlight cash is coming out, I'm sitting here going, is it a good investment of 6,000 of uh, 3000 tokens? And I think at the series four value, he's still good and worth it. Mm -hmm. But I do think that his use case is a little bit overhyped and he will be a great card for about a week and a half. And then there'll be a one or two spotlight weeks next month. But then after that, it's going to be as common as master mold. Yeah. And let that sink in because master mold is a great card in very select decks. Yeah. The same exact case with Spider-Man 2099, in my opinion. Yeah. I I'm kind of in the, in the same boat. So I, I think he's good. And I think in certain decks, he's going to be very good. So um, you know, like you mentioned, the the obvious is the new Ghost Spider plus Spider-Man 29. That way you can move right and not just left. Uh, being able to have something like Iron Fist or being able to have uh, Cloak allows you to move. But now we've literally just made four cards of our deck. So if we're using Cloak, now we got to have something in there that makes sense to also move him. Uh, to be able to utilize Cloak if you don't draw Spider-Man 2099. Um, yeah, you know, so it's definitely, is definitely, um, a good card It's definitely a card that can work in a deck, but realistically you're already building a six card deck. So you're building, like we've already mentioned cloak, potentially Dr. Strange, right? If you have this worked out correctly, Spider-Man 2099 on four, Dr. Strange on five which maybe isn't your best move, but you could do that, right? And you made sure that mm -hmm. he's your highest card. It's a potential. So I think there's a lot of cards that can work with him, but you are locking yourself into, I need two or three move cards plus Spider-Man. Plus now I need some cards if I don't draw Spider-Man. So now I'm looking at Vulture. I'm looking at, uh, you know, Human Torch, whatever it may be that's going to work with those uh, cards. So it's definitely a difficult one because of the fact that you're having to do so many things. Now, I still think there's some spicy decks out there. Will they be top tier? No. I think you could definitely play something where you do Shuri and Galactus within this combination to where you could say, hey, if I get Iron Fist and I don't get Spider-Man 2099, but I have Shuri and I have, you know, Galactus, I can Iron Fist shuri into galactus right and and do some ridiculous stuff on a turn six that they're not watching for yeah um i play whatever. that i love that deck yeah i love so, that combo yeah so like i think that there's definitely some stuff you can do even with something like your um <clears throat> your whole like you know a cloak pattern you could potentially like electro with cloak and or electro into um doc ock into cloak into whatever right there's there's ways you can do some stuff, but it's definitely one of those things where I think he is slightly overhyped. I think if you're destroying a card, because we have to remember this is a random card. 
So just like we saw with Stegron in our finals match of Snap.Fan the other day, Stegron mm-hmm. did not hit the Odin. It hit the hammer. Yes, that made a difference and still helped or whatever. But if you were using 2099 and now you just blew up a zero power hammer instead of their Hulk, <laughs> instead of their Odin, it feels really bad. So it's a little different than a Shang-Chi who is also a four drop. I know that the power difference is there, a three compared to a six, but you're guaranteed to blow up that big card or big cards yeah. in some of these decks. So plural. Yeah. Cards. So, you know, a Negasonic is another one to think about when you're thinking about blowing up. Um, you've got, uh, you know, a few other, a few other cards in there. Um, and yes, GC, Technically, you could blow up the hammer before it flips to get rid of the six, but I'm just saying in general. No, it's... no, he doesn't. He doesn't kill face down cards. Only revealed cards. We've got that confirmed. We have had that confirmed. Okay. So it is. It is somewhere deep in the team answers. Somewhere I dig it up somewhere, um, but it is enough for us to say that okay, your strategy may be a little different than what you originally thought. Because it would not have done the same as Stagron in that battle. But be careful. Yeah. Be careful. Yeah. So to to your point though, it's it's one of those things where he is he has some limitations around him. You're having to build around him. Whereas a card like Negasonic, you're not building around as much. A card, which again, you lose Negasonic. I don't like Negasonic. Just throwing out as a destroy card. Shang-Chi is always going to be my go-to destroy card. Uh, I get that this can hit an eight and Shang-Chi can't. Um, but it's it's going to be randomized. Segron's similar, right? Being able to hit somebody over or something yeah. like that. So um, exactly. So anyway, it, it's I would I would compare him very closely with a Stegron as far as the play patterns. But keep in mind, you are having to build cards around him. So we're at a two or a three card combo into a deck, and uh, I don't know. I I want to be pleasantly surprised. I will be picking him up today. I will be doing some yep. experimentation with him this week um, because mm-hmm. he's a series four. So he's only 3000 tokens. And with the new spotlights coming, I don't know what I'm going to be using my tokens on anymore uh, since I have that complete collection. So I don't know, right. man, what, what are your thoughts as far as, are you going to pick them up? Are you going to be playing with them? Like, is it something where you'll try them a couple days and you expect to put them on the shelf? Like we did with so many of these other cards coming out or you think he'll stick around for a good bit? He'll be a shiny toy, but if he doesn't fit into bounce, ramp, or high evolutionary, he's going to be left alone for a little while. Those who are playing move are going to love him and put him into the move decks. It might throw off certain combos, so just be careful about how you use your Spider-Man 2099 and which... which uh, cards you choose to get rid of but i think he's a good card i still think he's worth three thousand tokens i am going to be getting him i am going to be testing him but i i do fear that a lot of people who have said that he's the best card of this month and those who still believe that prior to his release i'm afraid a lot of people may end up very disappointed and and i would equate that to like silk i feel like Silk, Silk wasn't as hyped, but Silk was one of those cards that I saw a lot of people pick her, pick yeah, her up. She, eh. And I'm not saying she's terrible, but eh. there's a lot of people that picked her up and they're like, meh. And we did see that a, a lot with uh, previous cards. 
and then you give them a couple months until somebody figures out what to do with them. I think that's that's going to be the case with Spider-Man 2099. I think he's obviously obvious of what you do with him now, but give him a month or two, and then somebody's going to be like Thanos and be like, oh, here's a space stone. Boom, Spider-Man 2099 just blew up your stuff, and you kind of forgot about that interaction uh, with him sitting on yeah. the field, kind of doing his own thing over on the left side. Like I think that Please. that's that's where he's gonna shine in a couple in a month or two when people forget what he does. Do not make me start needing to theory craft. Move Thanos. That's just so much of a headache, man. Don't do that to me. Don't do that to me. <laughs> Thanos no. is a great deck, but don't make me need to add that mechanic too, man. <laughs> Let me just kill things. Let me just stick to death. Let me just stick to ongoing. I don't need to shimmy stones around. We already had naked Thanos over the weekend. We don't need to have this Thanos also come to the party. Yeah, okay. Yeah. No. So, <laughs> so kind of, kind of going, going from Spider-Man 2099. And again, we, we've talked about it. We feel like he's a decent card. We will be picking him up to check him out. I would just say, if you're limited on tokens, this could be a skip. Unless you are an avid move player. Don't think you need to play Naked Thanos, and, and for anybody listening, Naked Thanos is pure Thanos, meaning we're not using Lockjaw, we're not using any of the crazy mechanics that you saw yeah. Thanos everywhere. Uh, somehow yeah, on, we, the, it was a... on the podcast, it got <laughs> it called Naked fun. Thanos, and it stuck all weekend. <laughs> no, it was, it was, it wasn't, it wasn't called that, I don't think, on the podcast. We, uh, it was no, I mean, on talked the about on the Snap Snapped Fan. Him. Yeah, in the tournament. Yeah, it was yeah, in the yeah. tournament. They referred to it as Naked Thanos, just pure, straight up Thanos, yeah. and I referred to it as you know thanos what is stones out because yeah. that's basically it it's just focusing on you know the, the not list. the secondary pieces it's just straight up thanos but the list was actually called <laughs> pure thanos somebody somebody thought it was naked thanos is what the list they thought it was named but it was just called pure thanos but it's just great anyway. though it's anyway. just funny as hell <laughs> but speaking of fun decks you can build what do you got for me good sir yeah yeah so let me uh let me pull this up and uh i'm kind of i want to go back old school so we've got all these new decks floating around and high Evo being definitely one of those decks uh, floating around. Uh, bear with me if you're watching this live and or on the on the channel uh, later. Um, and let me switch from this screen. You can do this. I believe to in this you. screen. All right. Hey. So uh, so I'm going back to Exodia. I'm going back to and you can, oh. you can modify this a little bit. But high Evo has no way to deal with this card. Has no way to deal with this combo. Uh, Cosmo has decided to go take a nap in the doghouse. Because I have not seen a Cosmo in two weeks now. Um, so what are you going to do? Yeah. What are you going to do when I when I walk into uh, Mystique? Into Gambit, the entire board. Into Odin, my Gambit, yet again. So the deck, the deck may need a couple adjustments and things like that. Um, I think this, this one is a little different because the hazmat plus the gamut kind of gives you two different outs. It doesn't have the Zabu ramp yeah. into the early Wong. You don't have to go too hard on it. Uh, but I, I've been seeing a really big downtick in Luke Cage and a really big, I mean, and, and like Co Cosmo's gone at this point, he'll be back. But right now Cosmo's gone. Um, so Sadly. like I'm, I'm going after this, I'm going after this. Uh, I've seen it happen several times now blowing up an entire board and even if you don't get the whole board like if you think about the the high evo decks they don't play a bunch of cards in a bunch of the lanes for power so being able to blow up a handful of them is enough 
Um, you know, giving white tigers. So being able to gambit a few cards away, white tiger to put a couple tigers down on the other lanes, you can steal some wins with the deck. I'm not saying the deck is going to be top tier, whatever, because you may still struggle with some of the bounce decks and how high they go. But if you time everything right, right, and they have priority, just clear the board and win it that way. So I'm going a little classic this week with the old Wong card, the Exodia combo. If you've ever heard that, if you're new to Snap, it's it's an old school thing. Zodia being from Yu-Gi-Oh, you have to have all these cards to come together. You do. So if we go through the card list, you've got Hazmat, Luke Cage, Ironheart, Mystique, Gambit, Wave, Wong, White Tiger, Magic, Sarah, Onslaught, and Odin. And the way this works is you get Wong down on four. You do Mystique on... No, you do Magic on five somewhere else to give you an extra turn. Then you do Mystique. I've done this wrong. Yes, you has have. To copy it's Wong. okay. I'm so glad that you're explaining this deck. So in the in the version of the deck that you're running, Magic is a secondary backup play. Yes, I got yes. this. It's fine. It's your goddamn you deck. Go I'll, I'll take over, though. It. It's fine. It's been, it's so been Magic a is a backup play, clearly. So it's a backup play when you don't get Mystique down. So your five is either Magic or Mystique, right? You're trying yeah, yeah. to get Wong down on four, followed by one of those two cards. If you play the Magic line, you've bought some more time for that Odin so you can go ahead and play secondary other combinations on top of it, like Hazmat and Ironheart on six, followed by Odin. Or you can ramp it up and put Onslaught on six, followed by yeah. Ironheart or Gambit or something on turn seven. So magic's there for that reason. But if all goes well, brilliantly, fantastically, awesomely, beautifully, you can go ahead and play your Wong on four, your Mystique down on five, and potentially Hazmat also down on five followed by either Odin or Gambit on the same lane and either reduce everybody down to nothing or just delete the entire friggin' board either way. It's an awesome, yeah. awesome combination deck, and I'm so glad I got the opportunity to explain your deck of the week yeah, it, because, you know, Jesus, dude. I go, on, I go down because there's so, there's so many on. paths, right? Here's another path. Right? Yeah. You, can, you can loot Cage early. You can go ahead and get your Wong on four. You can get your Magic on five. You can then play your Onslaught on six on your Wong location. And on turn seven, you can Mystique into Gambit. So that way you have Wong, Onslaught, Mystique, copying Onslaught, which is giving you tons of triggers. Gambit coming down on, and this is turn seven with the Mystique Gambit. Gambit coming down, wiping the entire board. It's so many triggers, everything's dying. Uh, so there's, there's a yeah. bunch of different avenues. If you don't do Gambit, then if you got that Luke Cage down early, you can hit the Hazmat. Hazmat's going to give them a million minuses, and uh, they're not going to oh, yeah. come back from that. So lots have you of, seen that, by the way? Ways. The hazmat. Have you yeah, seen yeah. that error? No, the hazmat oh, error I haven't, that I haven't now seen the happens. Error yet. No. So it's. I mean, it's a very specific combination has, where it's that last new, combination. Right? Kind of. Yeah. It yeah. goes into such a negative that it actually switches into to negative awesome. imaginary and turns into a positive. <laughs> so if you have, but it's only one specific combination. It has to be on yeah, yeah. onslaught citadel. And then you play down in that order, Wong, Onslaught, Mystique, and then the Hazmat on top of that. And it goes mm -hmm. off like a bajillion times. Fast and it's like and negative. It's like pluses. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The yeah. negative actually switches into a positive. It's definitely, it's a max out glitch, but yeah. it's really funny to watch. I'm not going to lie. It's yeah. really funny to see those numbers. Like, mm -hmm. I'll send it to you later. Yeah, but yeah. it is. 
it's a very rare situation folks it's not a reason to not use the deck it's still a very good deck because you have a lot of different ounce to work with yeah and again it's it's not going to be the best deck in the game i can tell you right now but it's one of those when it wins you feel amazing about it so don't don't take this into conquest go on ladder oh yeah play around with it um but it but it is a, a ton of fun and again there there's so many little nuances of this deck you could bring in a Psylocke or a Zabu if you want to try to get your Wong down on three, which makes it a little more, potentially more consistent um, within that. But again, a lot of different avenues that you can do with it. Probably the wave, like again, I haven't really updated this since the wave change. So like the Sarah plus wave change is probably not necessarily the best um, combo anymore. It used to be a little bit better uh, where you could get your Onslaught Mm -hmm. plus something um, down, you know, a little bit better. Um, But anyway... It's a fun deck. I would definitely say if, if you've never played the Exodia Con, uh, deck in general, try it once or twice because when you win, you feel good. When you lose, you know, it's fine. You're playing You're playing a fun deck. So um, anyway, that's my deck of the week. I'm not going to give you anything super competitive because if you want competitive, go do the bounce deck. Go do the high Evo deck. Those are your two best decks right now in the format. Everything else is kind of uh, subpar to those decks in my opinion. Uh, unless mm-hmm. you're playing like Sandman something and, and you, you feel confident with it because uh, it's a hard deck to navigate. But if you want a good deck, use one of those two. If you want a fun deck, use this deck. Yeah. I like, I like the way you think good, sir. I like the way you think yeah. we've had, you know, we've touched a lot of different topics today and I know this is a little bit of a longer podcast, but it was for all the right reasons because we had major tournaments. We had brand new incentive to play the game. We have an exciting end to the first conquest mode month ever and a very exciting card in spider-man 2099 all coming and all needing to be topics this week so it was worth going a little bit longer than normal but as always you know i think it's appropriate that we just you know take a second to say please and thank you ladies and gentlemen all those comments that we've been getting we've been getting a lot of very positive feedback from y'all whether it be through snap.fan whether it be on youtube whether it be the rate this podcast.com which you could find in the link to give us a rating on how we're doing on this podcast we really appreciate everything that's already been coming on through you guys have been absolutely fantastic yeah. and we're gonna keep pumping out this podcast because you know what i think we have almost just as much fun letting all of this off of our chest yeah. Because, I mean, let's be honest, you and I talk all the time about anything and everything, whether it's game related, whether it's life related, whether it's snap.fan related, whether whatever it is, tournaments, etc. And yep. then to sit down and kind of consolidate those thoughts and then also every single time surprise each other with new conversations. It's mm-hmm. something I look forward to because it's it's just to me one of the best mediums to get news and get information and get opinions across is through, you know, these kinds of conversations. So I'm thrilled that, you know, we get to do this twice a week for the most part, twice a week, you know, life happens, but you know, it's still twice a week and we appreciate you as an audience as well, consistently supporting us as we've now become once again, this, the official podcast of snap.fan and we'll continue to pump out as much content to you as possible so for those who do not know once again my name is guest also known as it's guest gaming that is default dan default dan please say goodbye to our lovely friends y'all take it easy i can't believe we did it you went classic classic. that's fine that's fine i've come you see i've come to terms with the classic exit you know for you so 
yeah. I, I don't I don't set the bar very high for you though to begin with. So just 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 keep the keep the expectations low, and you'll always be able to step over the hurdle. That's fine. Yeah, I'm cool with it. <laughs>